Welcome in. Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, Thursday edition. Patrick Allen here, as always, riding solo today. I got to tell you guys, you just can't count on this crew sometimes at the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. You know, I'm sitting here thinking I can just, you know, grab one of them last minute, get him on the show. Oh, Matt Connor, he's got a thing in his kid's school. Adam Best, he's you know, doing Adam Bestie, so I got to go shop for some new flowery shirts. Um, but uh, yeah, the viewers are the co-host. You guys are going to be the co-host today with me. We are going to talk this out. There's a bunch of different Chiefs topics I want to hit today. Some of them are not happy topics. They're annoying topics. The Chris Jones situation. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the NFL 100, uh, which I've got a Big bone to pick with the people that put that together. Uh, we're going to play some true or false on some different predictions that we have for this coming season. That should be a lot of fun, really interactive. So make sure you stick around for that. Towards the end of the show, Alan F says, zoom me in. I'll share the spotlight, right? Maybe, I might, maybe I'll do that one of these days is just... Uh, just grab one of the listeners, grab one of the people watching on YouTube and throw you on the show. If, if you want to do me a favor right now, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching live on YouTube, let's get a bunch of Chiefs fans in here and let's talk a little bit of ball. Well, before I do, before we talk about anything, I'll get, I'll get yelled at by producer Richard. I got to let you know that we got a betting deal with Caesar Sportsbook. So attention to Chiefs fans. Uh, we have an unbeatable offer for you from Caesar Sportsbook. New customers can get their first bet insured up to $1,250 using the code AROWFUL. That's A-R-R-O-W-F-U-L-L while signing up. Um, not only will your first bet be completely insured, but you'll also be directly supporting this podcast. Isn't that amazing? So if you haven't already joined Caesar Sportsbook, now's the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter the code AROWFUL during sign up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in a legal gambling state. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer. And if you don't, if you already have a Caesars account, you can head to arrowheadaddict.com slash bets to find more betting offers and ways to support the podcast all right so um shout out to everybody out there watching on youtube shout out to, to stacy uh she says i'm in from dallas uh i'm in from dallas but from casey chiefs fan till i die what's up stacy i can't remember if i've if i've seen you in here before um but welcome welcome to the crew John, John Johnson says, I noticed Sneed was out for today. Yeah, well, I want to talk about Sneed a little bit later because he's in a contract year. Um, so, uh, you know, we're going to have to dive into that and talk about whether or not we think he's going to be back next year. Cool. All right. So, listen, the first thing we got to talk about, I'm sure you're ready for it, is the Chris Jones situation. So, if you're not one of these people like me who are perpetually online, Stacy says already, yes, you have. Sorry, Stacy. For not remembering, but welcome back. Uh, Chris Jones, if you're not perpetually online like me, he's got Twitter, Stone Cold Jones 95, I think is his Twitter. It's also his Instagram. So if you if you go to Instagram and you look him up, it's Stone Cold Jones 95, and you click on his story, if you know what, what that is, which is like click on the profile picture, you're going to see this, right? And I don't know how well you can see it on my camera. But there it is. Uh, it says, is it is it reversed, Richard? I don't know. Anyway, it says, it's reversed. Uh, it says, uh, guess all good things must come to an end. It's highlighted. Um, it's from, uh, I think, a, a lyric from, from a song. So obviously, people catch that 
kind of cryptic stuff. And there's been a few cryptic things coming out of his camp recently. And everybody on Twitter is losing their minds. They're sharing the screenshot of this on Twitter. Uh, Richard, if you want to pull up the screenshot, I think Adam Best tweeted it out. Look, man, the situation just keeps going on and on and on. Now, I want to just start by addressing the, the cryptic tweet. I'm not too worried about it. Is it about the Chiefs? Maybe. Maybe maybe not. I mean, look, I grew up in the you know AOL instant messenger era. We were putting passive passive aggressive shit up on that thing all the time. It was about, you know, girls you wanted to date, some teacher that pissed you off, your parents, right? So Chris Jones is all about the Chiefs. There it is. There's the tweet, as you can see. Guess all good things must come to an end. And that's kind of highlighted, right? So obviously that's what he wants people to see. But like, guys, come on. He's he's a football player, but he's got a whole life. It could be about anything. You know, he could be mad at, at, at a buddy or something. I don't know. Like, is it maybe about the Chiefs? Is he trying to take a shot? Did he get some bad news and he's mad at them? So he threw that up there. Maybe it's possible, but I wouldn't read too much into it. And I wouldn't worry too much about it. I'm not saying you shouldn't be concerned, but I wouldn't worry too much about it just because Chris Jones is under contract with the Chiefs this year. Now, could this whole thing fall apart and could he be traded? Yes, that's possible. But I think it's highly unlikely. If the Chiefs were going to trade Chris Jones, they were going to want to trade him before the draft. Now is not a good time to be trading Chris Jones because you know, unless they're getting some sort of marquee player back for him, nothing is going to help them this year. It wouldn't make sense to trade him. They want him to come and play and try to win another Super Bowl. Then, you know, all bets are off after that, right? But he wants this contract extension and they're they're probably going to work it out. Now, Diana Rossini from ESPN, she was on Pardon My Take with Pat McAfee today. And she was, she was asked about this situation. She said she spoke to somebody this morning from the Chiefs and then it sounded like, now this was before Chris Jones tweeted this cryptic thing, but she said it basically sounds like they, they're still confident that things are going to get done. But she did say Chris Jones wants a really big number. Uh, we knew he wanted a big number, but how big, she obviously didn't say, unfortunately. But I, that's what's slowing this up, right? And we've talked about this time and time again on the podcast. Brett Veach has a number that he wants to sign Chris Jones for. So this is negotiation. And Chris Jones is leveraging the leverage that he has, which is to not show up to training camp and to make the Chiefs sweat it out. And it's a game of chicken. So if you think about it in, in those terms, it makes sense that nothing's got done yet. He wants as much money as he can possibly get. The Chiefs want to save as much cap flexibility as they can. And, and, and he remember, he's a guy that is, Chris Jones is not an ascending player anymore. He's at his peak right now. He may have another year or two, or maybe hopefully more of, of elite production, but he's not going to get any better. He's probably not going to come and turn in a 20, you know, break the sack record, right? Like he had 15 and a half sacks last year. That is, um, yeah, I think he can be, some people are asking in the chat, can Jones be franchised next year? I believe he can. So the Chiefs are, I'm sure that Brett Veach is trying to work this into the calculus is if he gives some massive, say, four-year deal to Chris Jones, and it's $30 million a year, he's probably thinking about... Now, remember, Chris Jones, is a he's a young 29. He just turned 29 in July. So he's got his 29-year-old season, then his 30-year-old season, if you sign him to a four-year deal. Then after that, okay, 31, he takes a lot of abuse. He plays a ton of snaps. Does his play start to decline? 
how much are you paying him at that point? Does he start to have injuries? Um, you know, the Chiefs know more about Chris Jones and his various injuries that he might have had over the course of his career while playing there than we do. There could be concerns about that. Like, we just don't know. There's a lot that we don't know. But I'm sure that Brett Veach is thinking about the latter couple years of that potential contract and thinking, well, look, man, I got this guy named Nick Bolton. I got this guy named Trey Smith. I got Creed Humphrey. I got to pay these guys. The bill is going to be coming due on them. What about Willie Gay Jr.? That, you know, Trent McDuffie, like there's, they have invested in getting younger and cheaper. And there's going to be some of these guys that they're probably going to want to give a second contract to. I know right now it seems like the Chiefs don't want to pay anybody, right? Because they let Tyreek Hill walk. They let Orlando Brown Jr. walk. They replaced him with spare parts. Now they're, now they're, you know, being frugal, I guess you can say, with Chris Jones. And and Chris Jones is the one that raises my eyebrows because it's like, all right, well, if you're not going to pay Chris Jones, like who are you going to pay? Is it nobody? Is it, is it, would, would you pay Kelsey if he wanted more money? Obviously, Patrick Mahomes are going to pay Patrick Mahomes, but that's kind of the situation that they're in. But right now, I say don't worry because they're in a game of chicken. And Chris Jones has no reason to show up to camp when he hasn't gotten what he wanted yet. And Brett Veach knows that Chris Jones, he doesn't need Chris Jones to go through training camp. He's 29 years old. He got 15 and a half sacks last year. Yeah, you want him to be stretched out and all that stuff, but it's not like he's got to learn the defense. So there's just not a huge rush to get a deal done right now on either side. I'm sure the Chiefs would love to have Chris Jones in the training camp. I'm sure Steve Spagnuolo would like to have him in training camp, all that stuff. But it just kind of is what it is right now. And anything that Chris Jones can throw out, like if that, if that, Instagram post is about the Chiefs and he's trying to put heat on the Chiefs because it does a little bit right in the court of public opinion. Like he tweets that out, right? Or uh, he puts it on Instagram. People assume it's about the Chiefs. Then people get asked about it. Diana Rossini today gets asked about Chris Jones. Maybe tomorrow now that people see that. Is it is it being talked about on ESPN? Does that make Brett Veach sweat? I doubt it. But like you'd rather not have that talk going on if you could help it. I just Brett Veach, he's been on the show. He's calm, cool, collected, smart, very calculated. I don't think he's sweating this. I think he wants to get a deal done, but he's got to do his job. And that means using leverage, trying to get the best deal possible so that he has cat flexibility. And Chris Jones and his representatives are doing their job. So I think we should all just take a deep breath. I know now that like there's a football game tonight, right? The Hall of Fame game is tonight. I think it's Browns-Jets. So that's exciting. And it we're all starting to tune in now and we're like, what do we have to worry about as Chiefs fans? We're coming off a Super Bowl win. We got, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. The the team looks really good. These young wide receivers are balling out at camp right now. Like that's really exciting. So what are we going to focus on? We would focus on the Chris Jones situation. Uh, look around the league. Take it like take a step back. Look around the league. We're in good shape. Like we're doing okay. It's not ideal, but every NFL team. Look at. I mean, God, look at the Broncos. It's like a mash unit over there. Guys getting hurt every day. So the Chiefs right now, knock on wood, no crazy major injuries other than obviously the Kadarius Tony thing. Some guys are banged up. Colin Saunders come back. Or, 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 uh, Turk Wharton came back. Um, so you know this sucks. It's not ideal. He's extremely important to the team, but we probably shouldn't really worry until we're like a week out from the season and we shouldn't panic until he's not on the field in week one. Until that point, it's it's the preseason, man. Like NFL continues to devalue the preseason. There's one fewer game. I don't think it, this is a veteran team with the Chiefs. We've got young players, but I don't think anybody's too concerned about it. So Sometimes these things just don't get done until they absolutely have to get done. And that's probably going to be the case here. 
The good news is Chris Jones has been on the record as saying he doesn't want to play anywhere but Kansas City. I think that's true. And I don't think the Chiefs are lowballing him or something. But like, uh, so so here's what uh, Future Trunks in the chat says. Yeah, but the top three is is like between 28 and 34 million. D-line market is not optimal. It's not. But a million bucks is a million bucks. So like, I don't know, like say Chris is asking for 34. Say he wants to be the highest paid defensive tackle. You know, I know there was reports that he wanted to be the second paid second highest paid tackle after Darnold, but like maybe he's looking at his 15, 15 and a half sacks last year. And he's like, I should be number one, man. Like I should be making 32, 31, whatever. Like, and the chiefs are like, look, man, like we, we were, we're prepared to give you like 28 or 29. And, you know, they're starting down there and they're going to meet in the middle or, you know, 29, 29 and a half a year or something like that. It's tough. <laughs> um, but they, again, they're, they're, they're playing out their hands here. Uh, Lori says, come on, Veach, work this out with CJ. I've no doubt that he will. I like he's not an idiot. Like they know how important Chris Jones is to what they do on defense. And they've got some unproven pass rushers there, right? You know, FAU, George Karloftis did okay last year, but he's got to make the jump. So they need Chris Jones. They know that. He's crucial to them trying to win another Super Bowl on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's gonna get done. I think it's going to get done, but we're just going to have to ride out this sort of uncomfortable period. And I'm sure Chris Jones is in no hurry to get into that 90, 90 degree weather and Andy Reid's training camp and do reps as well. So, you know, he may feel a little bit differently about the negotiations in a couple of weeks. Uh, all right. One thing I did want to bring up, though, in, in, in regards to this, and let me know what you think in, in the chat, because I said you guys are my co-hosts today. Two questions. Do you think the Chiefs are being unreasonably frugal when it comes to Chris Jones? Is this a situation, in your opinion, where they should just like, come on, man, it's Chris Jones, 15 and a half sacks. Like he's the leader of the defense. Like just sign him, just give it whatever. It's a couple million more. Just give it to him. Give him guarantee, you know, put it in signing bonus, spend more cash, right? Are you on that team or are you glad that Brett Veach is, is doing what he's doing? Do you think the Chiefs should be frugal to, to continue to make sure they maintain ultimate flexibility around Patrick Mahomes? Because you never know when a, a catastrophic injury is going to happen, like you know something could happen to the interior offensive lineman or something like that, and the Chiefs need to do something. Um, what do you think about that? And then my second question is, do you worry – and I saw our, our old pal, Matt Verter, I'm talking about this on Twitter a couple of days ago. Do you worry that this negotiation with Chris Jones could raise eyebrows in the locker room? Should it raise eyebrows in the locker room? And what about the impact it might have on potential free agents in the future? So those are my two questions. Because, And what I mean when I say this is like, are people in the locker room being like, God damn, like you just can't get paid here. You know, like they watched Tyree Kill walk and get paid. They watched Orlando Brown Jr. walk and get paid. Is that making guys think, like, if Chris Jones can't get paid, right? Like, that's the angle here, right? If Chris Jones can't get paid, they're smart. They know who the best players on the team are. They know it's it's Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey and, and Patrick Mahomes. So what hope does a Legereus Sneed have, which we're going to talk about a little bit later? What hope does a Trent McDuffie have? George Karloff is like those guys that, you know, Creed Humphreys, Creed Humphrey just going to, are they just going to let him go? Are they going to trade him? Cause they don't want to put too much money in the center position when he's an all pro. Like, what do you guys think? Uh, let's hit the chat. Um, Future trunk says now I'm with Verderam on this. Uh, you don't, you don't pay Mahomes and Kelsey to sign elite talent. Um, and you can't get this done. Will this, uh, that will upset the locker room, right? Like supposedly Mahomes, Mahomes has been on the record, Kelsey, like they want to try to keep a competitive team. They want other guys to get paid. 
the fact that this negotiation seems to be going on so long, does that frustrate Mahomes? Is he like, hey, man, like I could be making a little bit more here, but I want to win. Why aren't you paying my guy, Chris Jones? Uh, Cole says, my understanding is that they're far apart uh, on what they're far apart on is number of years. And that that could be it. Brett Veach may be looking at it and being like, look, man, let's do two. And then, you know, maybe he wants to do it like that from here on out, you know, two two years with the team option and the second year or something like that, or two years or three years with the team option and the third year. And Chris Jones wants four guaranteed, something like that. That that could potentially be the issue here where Veach wants to get out before it's too late. And the Patriots were famous for this, right? Like they would get out. They would always get out from under guys during their dynasty before they kind of hit the decline rarely would. And, and sometimes they would go and sign a big contract somewhere else. They'd have one good year and then that was it. Brian says, give CJ the money without CJ. This D would, uh, would be 20th, the 20th rated defense. That means no repeat. Yeah. I mean, I think they've got to be better than that. And the AFC with all these quarterbacks, they're probably going to run into the Bengals again. You've got to be better than that. And if you are like, if you are middle of the pack, we've seen they can win the Super Bowl. If they're top 10, I mean, your chances go up in an insane way because we know the offense is going to put up points with Patrick Mahomes. So it's about slowing down. And that's what happened in the AFC Championship game, right? The Chiefs defense was out of control in the first quarter. They basically shut down the Bengals for an entire quarter, and the Chiefs still just squeaked by. So that's what they need to do. They need to be able to – you can't stop Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and these offenses and Josh Allen and the Bills. Like You can't totally stop them. Maybe maybe a team like the 49ers could with their defense, but like the Chiefs right now at least, they haven't had a defense like that. They're, you just got to slow them down enough for Patrick Mahomes to outduel them. Uh, Clinton says, is Veach overcorrecting for past signings like Barry and Frank Clark? Yeah, I mean, look, like everybody grows in their job. Brett Veach has been an excellent GM. He made some moves early on as a young GM, and now he sort of seems to have switched things up a little bit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I I wouldn't say compensating, but maybe he learned something from those deals, that he doesn't want to repeat those mistakes, and maybe he's, he's looking at other teams like, look at the Green Bay Packers, look at Seattle with Russell Wilson, like they never won another Super Bowl. He doesn't want to be now he's one, two already. So he's probably feeling good. And that does buy him some equity with making decisions like this. He doesn't want to, he like, he's got a chance. And we've talked about this on the show before. Like he's got a chance along with Mahomes to just, and, and Reed to just like go, go insane, go right into the hall of fame with this, like an incredible run. If they can manage it properly and keep town around Pat. Uh, Ken says, think they overpaid there for right tackle, left tackle. So they uh, they cornhole themselves with Trey Humphrey next year and Chris this year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm I'm I've I've been on the record as saying I'm worried about the tackle situation. I I'm I, I don't think it's going to be a disaster, but I'm concerned. I hope I hope that it plays out better than my you know my doubt. I've got doubt, right? Um, we're gonna have to get into the season and see how it goes. Uh, John F's Wacky World, what's up, man? Says Anthony Hitchens plus Frank Clark. Makes you do a double take. Yeah, absolutely. Future Trunk says, uh, I'm not that into finances. Could the issue, could it be an issue of money as well? The owners can't put up like 120 million on the spot for Jones. It's like there's the salary cap and then there's cash and they can spread it out into the future. 
Um, so I was, I was debating our, our own Adam best about this the other day. Adam was saying, Hey, this is on Clark. Like Clark's got a tight budget when it comes to the cash. Now, remember when they, when they put money into a signing bonus, um, they can spread that out over the length of the contract. So if they sign Chris Jones for four years, they could pay him $29 million, a $29 million signing bonus. And then his base salary would be $1 million a year if they wanted to pay him 30 million. And then this cap hit each year would be spread that 29 million. They could spread that out. Um, he wants 30 million a year. So my, my, my analogy here is bad, but like you can spread the bonus out throughout the length of the contract for four years. Right. Um, so that it only hits the cap. It doesn't hit the cap all at once, but he gets his money and it's guaranteed. And, and Clark has to put that in escrow. So that's where the cash spending comes, comes into play. Once you give somebody that bonus, they're going to get it whether you cut them or not. And that's why teams get into cap hell and they got guys, they're paying guys who aren't on the team anymore. The The Chargers are starting to get into that territory, the Saints. So that's not something you want with Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes signed a deal to give you the ultimate flexibility. Uh, Lori says Patrick wants Chris out there. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, Future says, I mean, the Hunt's got money, but that kind of money, I mean, they're, they have a lot of money. <laughs> they have a lot of money. Clark Hunt's a billionaire. But like again, you got to tie that money up. It's got to go into escrow, right? So, um, you know, whatever is guaranteed and however you have it structured, it's got to go into escrow and, and until it's due, when, the guaranteed money. So that's the way the NFL works. So we'll see. Like I said, I think a deal is going to get done. Diana Rossini on the Pat McAfee show said basically that that the Chiefs are still like they're not panicking. You know, there are a little surprise things have gone the way they have, it seemed like, but they, they think things are going to get done. All right. Um, I can't talk about Chris Jones anymore. <laughs> uh, listen, if you like the Arrowhead Attic podcast, please consider becoming a member of the Arrowhead Attic family. <clears throat> Arrowhead Attic members get access to special emojis and loyalty badges that you can use on our live YouTube streams, like the one you're watching now. And they also get invites to our private Discord where you can hang out with the AA hosts, talk about Chiefs football, movies, beer, so much more. Members also get invites to private events with the hosts, like virtual happy hours. We actually have a virtual happy hour coming up next Tuesday, August 8th at 6 Central. So if you want to hang out with me, Sterling, Matt Connor, talk Chiefs, you know, off the record, off the podcast, podcast uh it's a lot of fun grab a beverage of your choice consider becoming a member and you'll get the invite to to next week's happy hour really looking forward to that so just click the link below in the description if you listen to the audio version of this it's there as well in the description wherever you get this podcast we'd love to get to know you and and your support i can't tell you how much it means to us it enables us to you know i'm a full-time employee at fansided matt connor is a full-time employee at fansided sterling's sterling's not sterling contracts with us this is how we pay Sterling. Uh, this is how we pay uh, Adam Best. This is how we pay, you know, Matt Verderam. We want him to come back. You know, we we need y'all's support. So we put it all right back into the podcast. We want to just keep expanding this thing for, for you all. All right, um, all right. Let's talk to our, our next topic here. And that is Justin Ross. He looks he looks really good. <laughs> I know we've been joking on the podcast about the Justin Ross cult. Uh, going all the way back, right, to last year. But um, John John F. says, if Sterling holds out for more money, cut him. Indeed, man. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, he's greedy. You know, he's always just out there golfing. Like, I don't, that's an expensive, expensive hobby. Um, Justin Ross, we've been joking about Justin Ross and like how they got, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't gone for over a thousand yards in a football in a football season since 2018 at Clemson. You know, then he had injuries. Then he came back um, and he wasn't, 
overwhelming at Clemson, you know, had the the neck issue, injury issues, didn't get drafted. The Chiefs got him off the scrap heap, comes in, immediately hurt again, lands on IR. But listen, man, I mean, I've seen the clips. So like, I'm not saying I'm a total convert yet because it's like they're running around in shorts and t-shirts. I know they're, they're practicing in pads now as well. All these guys in the NFL are athletic, right? They can all make circus catches running around out there, playground style and practice all that stuff. Can he do it in a game? But I've seen the clips. And I mean, the, how, what else, how can you not get excited by the clips of Justin Ross? He's 6'4". He's flying out there. His, his brakes look great. He can stop on a dime, turn around. I mean, this is an exciting looking wide receiver. And there's a reason why he had such an incredible season his freshman year at Clemson and he 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 blew up Alabama in a playoff game. So I, like this is exciting. What's up KCDC just joined the chat. Um this is exciting to see, especially because the Chiefs don't you know, you look at the wide receiver core and like okay, you're excited about Sky Moore, but you don't know. You're excited about Rasheed Rice. He's getting lots and lots of 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 good play and, and, and reviews at, at, at training camp as well. And then you're hearing about Justin Ross. It sure seems like at this point, he's made the team. He's going to make the team. Can he stay healthy? And can he do it in a game? Right. Can he do it consistently at the NFL level? But there's no doubt looking at the, at the tapes that he has wide receiver one talent. Just like Kadarius Tony, you watch Kadarius Tony running around out there in the NFL. We've seen him do stuff in the NFL where you're like, "Holy crap, this guy is—he is an unbelievable athlete." But can he stay on the field? Can he be a consistent performer when he is on the field? He hasn't really done that yet. So, talent's only going to get you so far. It's going to get you to training camp. It might even get you onto the roster. But if you can't produce at a consistent level, it's not going to work out, and we're just not going to know. Like the next thing will be, we'll see him in a preseason game and we'll see how he does there. And then we see if he makes the team, if the chiefs agree with us and then, and then let's go on the journey. But I think you look at the wide receiver core and, and you should start to feel excited because people are saying really great things about sky Moore out of camp. They're saying really good things about Rasheed rice. You see what Justin Ross is doing out there. You know what Tony can do. He's going to be back at some point. They've got MVS. We know what MVS is. If they hit, that's the thing that excites me, man. If they hit on Justin Ross, Sky Moore, and Rasheed Rice, I mean, holy crap. That is, the, you know, you look at like, you look at a team like the Bengals and they've got, you know, Tyler Boyd and, and Chase and T Higgins. And you're like, oh, like you're jealous. Like I'm jealous of their wide receiver core. The Chiefs have a shot. It's probably unlikely, but they have a shot to have three really good young wide receivers. And if Justin Ross does live up to the potential that we all saw at Clemson in 2018, the NFL is just going to be I like just furious with itself. And Kadarius Tony, John. Yeah, right. They're going to be furious with themselves uh, for letting the Chiefs get Justin Ross. And how could you not be? How did we let Patrick Mahomes get Justin Ross? And credit the chief, and 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 when you look at it, and you look at it, and if if you're if you're saying okay, it's like it's between Tony and Moore and Rice and Ross, if two of those guys reach their potential, I'm gonna be, I'll be thrilled. I'll be doing backflips. We all should be. And if three of them reach their potential, look out, man. There's gonna be more Super Bowls coming. 
Um, so I, I'm excited about it. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm fired up about Justin Ross. I am getting closer and closer to joining the cult with the rest of you about thinking that he might be that dude. But we got to see it in a game. We got to see it in a game. Um, so I, I'll ask you in the chat, co-hosts, weigh in, go on the record right now. Is Justin Ross that dude? Is he? Is it going to translate? What you're seeing at camp right now, all these clips, is he going to start going into games and racking up you know, seven, seven catches for 80 yards, eight catches for you know, a buck five? Is he going to be a, just eating in the red zone? with all that length. Uh, Steven says, Ross will make the team. Uh, John F's Wacky World says, 64210, great hands. Ross is that dude. Cole says, 100% Ross makes it. Does he do it? Cole, do you think he does it in a regular season game? Like, does it translate? CDC says, if he, uh, if he stays healthy, yes. Uh, Lori says, I think Ross does. Uh, let's see here. Um, Craig says, oh, Craig's replying to Lori here. Um, KCDC says not there yet. Scared for his health. Yeah. I mean, it's, you like what you see. You haven't heard anything about injuries this, this summer so far, knock on wood. And you like what you see. Evan says, realistically, he will make the team. I feel about 650 yards on the season. Okay. I've got a question about that later. I think, um, Cole says, I think it will translate into regular season games. Yes. PJ says wide receiver one through three will be James MVS more. Ross will be a good backup. Yeah. See, I, I could see things going the way that PJ is saying, like we're all jacked up about the talent and camp. And then it like, it turns out and like they go the safe route and it's like, it's MVS and it's sky Moore and, and Kelsey and they're, they're eating up all the targets and, you know, we get it. We get a few Rasheed rice uh, and we get, you know, MVS and all that like and it's and it's Ross is like he ends up the, with like 12 catches for you know uh I don't know maybe he goes off and gets like 300 yards or something like like Watson did last year um <clears throat> future trunk says is Justin Watson Mahomes Randall Cobb uh or why is he so high in the hierarchy I mean if you look at his efficiency last year he had something like 15 catches for 300 yards so like he wasn't he wasn't consistent guy, but when they put him in there, he did run a lot of routes as I understand it. Um, but maybe, maybe he's a guy that Mahomes really trusts and, and likes and, you know, LeBron James had guys like that in the NBA. Uh, I don't know. All right, let's get to this NFL 100 list. So I don't know if you guys have been following this. It's not even all out yet, but it's like mostly out. I'm going to pull it up here. So, you know, they do this every year. Uh, Mahomes has won it. It was the one year he was fourth and it was absurd and he was all pissed off. Um, it's it, so the NFL top 100 players of 2023 voted on by the players themselves. Okay. And they've been revealing 10 players every weekday through August 3rd. And then they're going to do like a, a, a conclusion, the top 100 players of 2023, the top 10 on Monday, August 7th. So today's August 3rd. So they've done everybody but the top 10. The number of Kansas City Chiefs. So 90, 90 players have been on here. Uh, the number of Kansas City Chiefs that have been on the NFL Top 100 list so far is zero. I'm going to say it again. Defending Super Bowl champions, Top 100 players in the league is voted by the other players. Number of Chiefs on the list so far is zero. So there's only 10 to go. 
And you can look at the list and you can start to, I know Lori says, what? <laughs> like you can look at the list and you can start doing like a process of elimination here. And like, you know, you can start to figure out like, all right, like Burroughs not on there yet. Mahomes isn't on there yet. You know, he's going to be on there. You know, Travis Kelsey. Actually, it goes through 21. I'm on their website. Um, maybe they haven't released. Anyway, go to NFL.com, top 100. So I'm starting to think that this list doesn't have very much legitimacy because if there's only a handful of spots left, like, you know, Mahomes has got to be on there. He, he will be on there. Okay. Travis Kelsey will be on there. Chris Jones presumably will be on there. But after that, like there's other guys. Creed Humphrey, who many people think is the best center in the NFL. It's like him and, and Jason Kelsey. I think he's surpassed Jason Kelsey. I love the guy, but Creed, Creed's, I think Creed's better right now. Um, he's not on this list yet. He was a second team all pro last year. So, like, that's one of the most egregious ones. Joe Joe Tooney is not on the list yet. Is Joe Tooney top 10 in the NFL? Probably not. But, like, second team all pro last year. Like, those are the guys that, like, okay, like, they, the, if the whole all pro team, first and second team, isn't on this list, it's not a legitimate list. Like you might as well just—I don't even know why. Why am I even talking about it? If if every single, you know, we all know Pro Bowls are bullshit, and you really can't like grain of salt, right? But if all of the All Pros, which is like legitimately, uh, the current list is breaking. What's that mean? Is it just is the is it, is the twenty through ten coming out breaking you? Oh, it's breaking me. I see what you're saying. It's breaking me, not breaking news. Um, like, it's it's not a legitimate list if those guys aren't on there. Um, so we know that Creed should be and Joe Tooney should be. And what it seems like is that they're not going to be on it. So then you look at other guys after the, after the obvious ones, right? So those were the obvious ones. Let me know if I'm missing any, like, super – I'm talking super obvious, and we're going to get into the other guys – Next, but for me, that you're, you're super obvious. Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney. Those are those should have been locks on the list, no matter what. Now, after that, there are other guys who I think should be on there too, because we're talking top 100 here in the NFL, right? So, like Nick Bolton, Future Trunks says Bolton is super obvious to me, maybe biased. Yeah, man, but like he's terrific. Like, you know, is he like no brainer? Maybe not. But like he really started to make a name for himself last year. Top 100. I mean, like some of the guys that are on here, right? Like, let's go to let's go to 100 through 91. <clears throat> uh, like Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams at 95. First of all, let's just talk about Jamal Williams is in front of Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is at 96. Already, I'm, I'm just getting into the list. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Something's wrong. You had Jamal Williams in, in front of Trevor Lawrence. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Eric Kendricks is on here from the Chargers, but Nick Bolton isn't. Kendricks is at 93. I mean, 
It just doesn't make any sense. So Nick Bolton should definitely be on. Um, Jerome says, if no chief is on the list yet, who's the punter? Um, look, I, I think Legereus Sneed should probably be on this list. He's excellent. I know he doesn't have like a billion interceptions, but we talk about it all the time on the show. He's so versatile. He's one of the best tacklers on the defense. What what he can do, I think he's one of the best 100 players in the NFL. And he's going to get paid he's going to get paid like it when his contract comes due. So those were a couple that jumped out to me was Bolton. Bolton should maybe be on this list. Um I think Bolton should definitely be on this list. And I think Legarius Sneed should be on the list. Who are there other snubs that you guys think? Chiefs players that 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 should uh, Trey Smith? Like Trey Smith is pretty damn good. Um yeah, and 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 uh Lauren Shanks says uh, Jason Kelsey was 37 on the list, FYI. So if Creed Humphrey hasn't been on the list yet, and and J- Jason Kelsey was first team all pro. Creed Humphrey was second for center. So it sure seems like Creed's not going to make it. Um, Clip says it's the best team we've ever had on paper. Uh, I, I think you could be right, man. I'm excited about this year. Um, but back to this list. Anybody else you think should be on there for the Chiefs? If you're watching on YouTube, that that isn't. I, I just don't know. You know, it's a fun, it's a summer thing, right? It's filler. We probably shouldn't get too worked up about it, but uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of annoying. Future Trunks says the Cowboys have like six players on there. Yeah, like for the Chiefs not for the Chiefs not to have anybody on there yet. It's just it's preposterous, and they just, they just won the Super Bowl. And like, what do you guys think? Do you think that there's something here that that they like they're not getting they're not getting credit because of Mahomes? They're like players are looking at the Chiefs and they're like, they're not that good. It's just like, you know, opposing fans have to do that. Like happen. They do this stuff too, right? Like they're like, that team's not that good. And they make excuses. These guys are competing against the Chiefs. They're sick of losing to them. So like, maybe are they kind of like, they're not that good. It's Andy Reid. It's Mahomes. You know, you got the Eagles. They're like the Eagles are going around all summer talking about how they still should have won the Super Bowl, and they thought that they, you know, they could have they could have stopped the Chiefs' offense. They were just slipping on the field, and they lost the Super Bowl. Lauren Shanks says they hate us because they ain't us. Yeah, absolutely. Clinton says McDuffie about to be an All Pro. Yeah, I think I think he could. Well, I don't know about All Pro this year. I think he's got All Pro talent. Uh, if he makes the if he makes the leap to for him to make the leap to All Pro. This year, he's going to have to go go off. I don't know if he'll go off the way the Chiefs play defense, but maybe. He, I think the talent's there. I think he's really good. Um, yeah, all right. I'm going to call it, I think, on the NFL 100. It's frustrating. I'm annoyed. Um, but what are you going to do? Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's get into some true or false. Let's have a little fun here as we're getting towards the end of the podcast. I picked out like... A handful of things. We did we did some something similar with Vertoram a couple weeks back, but I picked out a couple things. Tell me true or false. Some predictions for the season. So number one, let me know in the chat. Sound off on YouTube if you're watching live. Sky Moore will be the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. True or false? Let me know what you think. 
Sky Moore will be the Chiefs' number one wide receiver. Obviously, we know Travis Kelsey's technically the number one wide receiver, but will Sky Moore lead all Chiefs wide receivers in receiving yards? I think it's going to be false. I think it's going to be MVS. I think MVS is going to be the guy Mahomes trusts the most, the veteran guy, second year in the system. I think maybe MVS has one of his best years, and I think the Chiefs continue to spread the wealth in the passing game to to everybody. So I think Sky Moore has a better season than he did last year, but I could see MVS going for like 800 yards, 900 yards, and Sky Moore getting like six, something like that, seven. Um, we're getting uh, edifying says true. KCDC says sky number two. So he's saying false. Um, John F's wacky world says, I think Moore is going to have a shit ton of receptions in the short yardage range. Perhaps does he come in and, and jump into the, you know, who jumps into that juju role, right? Where do those, where do those catches go? Where do those yards go? Um, Lori says, but sky has been great in training camp. That uh, it, he has been. It's just like, what are the Chiefs? The way that they play offense last year for me is like, are they going to just continue to distribute to everybody? And and so the person with the most receiving yards just kind of ends up being the person that Pat trusts the most, and it ends up being MVS Sky Moore still a little bit young, and so he gets he gets his he gets to eat a little bit, but he doesn't he doesn't become that overwhelming target 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 guy that uh Mahomes goes to all the time. He's gonna he's gonna look to Kelsey first every time or a lot of the time. And so then who does he look at next? And last year it was it was Juju and then it was MVS. Um so John says of course it depends on what number one wide receiver means exactly. Most yards, yeah, I'm saying most yards. Most yards. Um if 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 they're able to get the most yards with fewer catches than somebody else they're getting downfield. So uh, that's what I think. Uh, Brian says sky and rice will be the juju this year. That's what I think might happen that you could just get a bunch of guys that kind of combine to fill that void. And MVS ends up being the receiver that repeats last year and, and stands out. All right. Number two, Isaiah Pacheco will rush for over 1100 yards, over 1100 yards. What do you guys think? True or false? I'm going to go false here. I love Isaiah Pacheco. He looks like a linebacker in camp. Um, oh, by the way, shout out to to was that Evan? Did Evan just gift a bunch of memberships? Hey man, you basically just got an invite to the happy happy hour. Um, getting a lot of falses here. Um, yeah, false. Uh, Lori says false. Lauren Chang says false on Pacheco going over eleven hundred. Jimmy Lilly says, I think he comes in just under 1,100. I had it initially at 1,000, and I was like, that's not really fun. Like, I think we all hope he gets gets to 1,000 yards this year. But 1,100 is, I'm like, oh, man, a Chiefs rusher with Andy Reid going over that. It's been a minute. So um, Cole says false, I'd say about 1050. John says Pacheco probably won't get enough carries to get to 1,000 plus. Yeah, that's, I, again, like the Chiefs just throw the ball so much. But he's got that speed. So, like, the question is, does he pop a couple big runs? That's how he's going to do it, right? Like, can he pop a couple big runs? Uh, if he if he's able to do that, I think he's got a shot at it. Because I think he'll be there. I think he'll be there at 1,000. But does he have, like, some monster game 
where Andy does decide to run a bunch. Um, Angry Junkin German says we played some terrible teams this year. Someone's going to get those fourth quarter, uh, those fourth quarter outs. Yeah. I mean, that's very true. All right. Um, but the consensus seems to be, no, he's not going to go over 1100. All right. Number three here, true or false. Donovan Smith will get benched. I think I asked Verderam this, but I'm, I'm, I want to know what you guys think. Donovan Smith will get benched. I'm not sure what I think about this one. I'm supposed to be better prepared. <laughs> um, Oh man, I hope, I don't know, man. Like if he gets benched, it means one of two things, right? It means he's God awful or he's struggling maybe just a little bit, but like Wanye Morris is clearly better. I don't think Wanye Morris is going to be ready this year. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this is false and that Donovan Smith does what the Chiefs probably brought him in to do, which is give the, buy them one year on on the left tackle spot. Um, but I'm gonna go. F- uh, let me let me be bold. I'm saying true. He has not been great. He's not been great. He was injured last year, but he was he was bad. And the penalty thing, the penalty history that he has, worries the shit out of me because that's a drive killer. And if Patrick Mahomes gets frustrated. Or Patrick Mahomes doesn't trust him. I could see him getting benched. I could see the Chiefs trading for somebody if 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 they get to October and like it's a huge problem. We'll see. I don't know. What do you guys think? John says false. Morris is a rotational for the for the first year. I think so, probably. But like, what if he's really bad? Like, what if he's as bad as he was last year? <clears throat> Uh, my good buddy, Josh Hill, who works, who works for fan sided is a bucks fan. And he said, when Donovan Smith got cut, he said, thank God. He said to me, thank God. He was the bane of my existence last year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Lauren Chang says having a good camp. We're good at left tackle. I don't know, man. Wait, wait till he gets into a game. He's going to face some pass rushers. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I don't want to be right about this, but. I'm concerned. I'm concerned that there'll be a trust issue there, that they could start slow, that he could struggle. But Andy does like to stick with guys. That's the thing. He's not, Andy's not quick to just bench people. So it's probably unlikely. And he'll probably tend to lean towards trusting uh, the veteran guy. But I, if there's somebody out there that's trade bait, that something could happen. KCD says, feels like a tall order for Morris. Um, yeah. It does. It does. But we'll see how he plays in the preseason. Said he needed, he was on the show, said he needed to get more, more consistent. Angry Drunken German says, we've got some excellent coaches in the trenches. No doubt about that. That's true. How fast can they bring this guy along? We're going to find out. Um, all right, next up. Kadarius Tony, true or false, Kadarius Tony will play over 10 games. I'm going to go false. I just got no, I got no evidence that he can stay on the field so far in his career. So I think he's going to come back later than we all hope. They said there's a chance he could be back for the start of the season. I don't think he'll be there. I think even if maybe he could be out there since he's Mr. Glass, I don't think they're going to rush him out. So I'm going false. I don't think. Yeah. PJ says Tony will be on IR until week four. Lori says false. KCDC says false. Pray it's true. Um, false. I like him, but yeah, I mean, we all do. He's great. 
And I mentioned this, I did a TikTok about this. Like, this is a guy that, I mean, it would be nice to have out there, but if the other guys are playing well, if the young guys are playing well, he's a little bit like a, like a fine sports car. You know, you don't take that thing. If you've got a Lambo and it's snowing outside and you need to go to the grocery store, you know, you're taking the Chevy. You're not going to get the Lambo out and drive it in the snow to the grocery store. You don't want anything bad to happen to it. You want to wait for a nice summer day and then you take it out of the garage and you drive it around and you impress all your neighbors and show off your midlife crisis. With Kadarius Tony, the Chiefs might want it like they look at what he did for them in the Super Bowl last year and they might be like, we just want this guy for the playoffs. And that's that's what that's what we're hoping for, that he can be a difference maker for us. Um, PJ says, keep Tony on ice and break glass in case of emergency. That might be it. He may get used sparingly. Especially if the other guys, if Justin Ross is showing out and he's staying on the field and Sky Moore and if Rasheed Rice breaks the rookie wide receiver trend for the Chiefs, why slam him out there a bunch of times? You know, keep him, keep him for the playoffs. Keep him for your gadget plays. Put him in the McColl role, right? Um, all right, next up, Trent McDuffie will lead the team in interceptions. True or false? Trent McDuffie will lead the team in interceptions, true or false? <sighs> I've been going back and forth on this one. I'm going to say false uh, just because I think it could end up being a safety that, that leads the team in interceptions. I think McDuffie's good, and I think he's not going to get targeted a lot. Sometimes the guys that get those picks, not always, but they just avoid them. And the guys that get the picks are... are are the players that they think they've got a matchup advantage against. And if, if, if the guy that is that Trent McDuffie's covering always looks like he's covered, then they, maybe they throw at Legereus Neat. He gets the picks. They throw at somebody else, one of the other youngsters. Um, so I'm going to say false. And we're getting false in there. Uh, John says false. Sneed. Edifying says false. Evan says Sneed will do it. Alan F says false. Sean says that's a crapshoot. Yeah, I mean, you know, it is, right? Weird that tip balls and all kinds of stuff. Um, John John F. says McDuffie isn't really a ball hawk. He's he's a prevent the reception kind of guy. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. All right. Next up here, George Karloftis. This was a fun one. I'm interested to know what you guys think. George Karloftis and FAU will combine for more sacks than Chris Jones. True or false? George Karloftis and FAU will combine for more sacks than Chris Jones. True or false? So Chris Jones got 15 and a half last year. Um, George got six in the regular season and one more in the playoffs. AFC championship game. So seven. If Chris, Chris is probably not going to get 15 again. It's just very, it's a high number. Like he comes in at like 12, 13, maybe. <sighs> FAU, how much play does he get? You're hoping George makes the leap. So, like, does George get you 11, 10 this year? I think you'd be happy if you got 10 from George and lots of pressures. I'm going to go true. It's just two against one. And George got seven last year. So if he makes the jump and FAU, we'll see. Um, but I'm going to go true. I'm going to be optimistic on this one. 
Um, PJ says George worked with Tomba all off season. He's going to be a beast. You know, Tomba and like the, what did he do? Jujitsu, like the hand mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, John says true combined. Yes. Angry drunk and German says, I don't see Felix getting more than four that you could be right, man. Like that could be the, we, Felix is a big unknown, but you know, sometimes even sacks can be weird. Right. Uh, Jerome says false. Chris Jones without a contract will ball out. I think he'll have a contract, but we'll see. Cole says true, uh, but I feel like they'll combine for 13, give or take. Jones will get around 10. Yeah, that's possible. Um, Lauren Shank says George 10, FAU 2, Chris Jones 13 and a half. Okay. PJ says yes. I think it means true. John says, I don't see George getting 10 sacks. I don't project him as a double digit, double digit sack guy. His college stats don't suggest he's a big sack guy. That's fair. Just give me the pressures, man. He doesn't always have to get home. Just wear that dude out across from you. Sean says Jones is a big unknown. That, that's what makes it so hard, right? Like he got so many sacks last year. 15 is really good. It's very unlikely he'll do that again, but I, mean, I hope so. Um, all right, next up, uh, the Chiefs defense will be top 10 in the NFL. Justin retweeted the other day that the defense has a chance to be special. And that's exciting for me because they've been pretty middling. Um, I like I like them to be a top 10 defense this year. I'm going to go true. They are really young in places, but... You got guys coming into their own with Bolton, the way those corners played last year and the safety, like this is it. Like this should be it. They've invested so much in this damn defense. Um, It's time. It's time for them to to be a little less bend, but don't break and a little more, you know, formidable. It's not just like, hang on. The offense will bail us out. It would be awesome if they were kind of leading the way. This year, angry drunken German says true. Allen says true. John, yes, true. Emphatically, Lori says true. Lauren Shanks says true. Um, angry drunken German. Again, we play some really bad quarterbacks the first half of this year. We'll feast on garbage like the Eagles did last year. That's that's the kind of garbage feast I want to feast on. <laughs> is the Chiefs feasting on garbage opponents? Jerome says true on top ten uh, without any sophomore slumps. KCDC true. Cole says true. John says if we sign Jones and if Felix and George overperform, yes, true. But otherwise, top 17-ish. Okay, interesting. John says top five, in my opinion. John's high. John Russell is high on the Chiefs. Defense. Edifying says true. Uh, 65 power toss. Power trap says top 65 toss. Power trap says uh, it is time, Patrick. True. I hope, I hope you're right, man. Uh, Jose says true if Chris Jones is in. BL says this defense is really feisty, tenacious. Yeah. I, you know, and, and Spags likes to get after it. So if, if if the pass rush is working and they're really holding it, like those guys were so young in the secondary last year. If they're better this year and they're holding up and and they're making they're they're driving some more coverage sacks and things like that, and they don't have to blitz as much, they could be, man. It's it's time. It's time for the Chiefs to have a top 10 defense again. I think this is it. All right, next up is Nick Bolton will make the all-pro team. First or second team, that's all you need to get a true. Nick Bolton will make the all-pro team, true or false. 
if the Chiefs, I'm going to go true with this and I'll tell you why. He's getting better every year. And we just said, I just said, I think the Chiefs are going to be a top 10 defense. So, like, the thing that Bolton needs for, for to, 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 like, really make that all pro team is, is a little bit of the name recognition, right? Like, his rookie year, we all knew Creed Humphrey was incredible. We thought he was one of the best centers in the league, and he didn't get nominated to the Pro Bowl. It's like people just didn't know who he was yet. Well, last year, Nick Bolton, he returns, he returns a ball, a fumble for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Now, like it, it bounced right to him, but he was he was rushing. He was he was the one that caused Hertz to switch switch arms with the ball, and he fumbled it and he picked it up. Um, so I'm going to say yes because if we think the Chiefs are going to have a top ten defense, they, he's coming off a Super Bowl where he got some more name recognition. If he goes out there and racks up a million tackles again, and maybe gets a pick or two, some sacks, like I think I think he could become that dude. I think he's got the talent. He, he's really talented physically, but I think with Nick Bolton, it's the instincts. He is, he just, he's got incredible instincts. He knows where to be and when to be there, and he plays with incredible effort. So, you know, he's got it going on upstairs. I, I'm going to go true. I think he's got a shot. It's, it's so hard to make the all pro team, but I'm going to go with true. Uh, you guys, a lot of you seem to agree. John, John, John F says true. PJ says true. Cole says true. Um, uh, future future trunk says true. Angry drunk in German says I want our D to attack and come after people as much uh, as the offense does. I'm with you, man. I feel like they're a little too passive sometimes, and I don't like it. Lori says true. Jerome says false. He can't he can't break the top 100 list. Yeah, I mean that, but that's what the players, the 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 all pro voters. You know, in the media, they, they catch on a little bit faster. Um, John F. says, for top 10 defense, in my opinion, we are still a bit weak on the defensive line. Second solid defensive tackle and Omenihue and Felix <clears throat> overachieves. We get Jones signed and the DB show improvement. Then we'll be top seven-ish. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, Lori says, I've got to go. have to fix dinner. Thank you for letting me join the conversation. See you all soon. Thanks, Lori. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, it's tough going solo. Stuff doing a solo show. It's all about you guys. Whenever I got to go solo, I, I I know you guys are going to be there to back my play and have a and talk ball with me. And that's all uh, that's all I need. So we're already at an hour mark. I still got more material here. So you guys are the shit MVP. Um, okay, next up, the Chiefs def. Uh, I already did that one. <laughs> uh, okay, Chris Jones will be on the field in Week One. True or false? I'm going to go true on this one. I put my cards on the table. Jose says Patrick is the man. You're the man, Jose. Um, I got to go. True, Christian. He'll be on the. He'll be on the field. I do not think that this is going to get so ugly that Chris Jones is missing games and game checks. I, I just don't. I, I don't see it. I, they can't. I, I, the reports were that they're far apart, but I just can't. I can't imagine they're that far apart. There's too much money on the line for Jones. There's too much legacy on the line for Brett Veach and the Chiefs. Like I, I think he's going to be there. Um, John F says true. Uh, 65 toss power trap says true. Um, Chiefs kingdom 710. What's up, Patrick? I don't know if you remember, uh, but it's all of, all of Akbar here. Love the content. Ready for the upcoming season. What's up, man? New name. Sweet. Um, Albert says true. 
Uh, John says, I predict Jones will have a down year, mainly due to the holdout. Interesting. I hope you're wrong. Chiefs Kingdom 710 says true. Future Trunk says true. I think at some point, both sides will be so sick of negotiating that they will meet at a random number. That's how I negotiate. I'm not, I'm not so good. I just get tired. I just want to get, get moving. I'm not, I'm not the guy you want negotiating for you. LNF says true. That would cost him a lot of money. It would. You don't want to miss game checks. Uh, John Russell says true. Too much money left out there. He's saving his body, in my opinion. KCDC, true. 65 toss power trap. Brett Veach won't let that happen. Uh, what are Patrick and Travis taking these pay cuts for? I agree. Uh, edifying says true. Won't enhance his value moving forward. Agreed. Uh, he'll be on the field. I, I know he's going to be on the field. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, next up, if the Chiefs... Okay, so these, these two are kind of back-to-backs. This is an interesting one. If Chiefs, if the Chiefs fail to win the Super Bowl this season, Andy Reid will retire. True or false? If the Chiefs fail to win the Super Bowl this season, Andy Reid will f- retire. He's got to come back, right? He, he didn't want to walk off into the sunset when he's when he, when he got a chance to go back to back to run it back. But if they don't win it, he's done. His legacy is complete. He's got two. He's he's going to spend time with the family, all that. He's going to walk up to the sunset. Um, Angry Drunken German says false. Albert says false. PJ says false. Evan says false. John F. says no Super Bowl victory. False. Uh, Tran- Tranview, false. Alan F., false. Andy has no hobbies. What about cheeseburgers? He likes the cheeseburgers. Future, uh, Future Trunk says false. Uh, he will go out on a high. Um, edifying false, Jerome false, Andy will not retire yet. PJ says Andy will die with a clipboard in his hands. John says false, Nagy needs another year to get ready. John F's Wacky World says Andy Reid could easily coach for 10 years. <clears throat> Cole says false, KCDC says false. He does, and we've talked about this, he does have like, he does have a chance for like all-time status. He's got a shot at it. He could surpass Belichick, he could. It's possible with Mahomes. He's up there, but he could do it. Um, 65 toss power trap says laughable. No way. Okay. So we, we've, I, I tend to agree. I don't think he'll retire if they don't win the Super Bowl this season. I think he's going to coach for a few more years. But let me pose my next question to you. If the Chiefs do win the Super Bowl this season, Andy Reid will retire. True or false? Somebody said he wants to go out on a high note. If he wins back-to-back Super Bowls, he's got three. Does he look at it and be like, you know what? I want to go out on top. Now, he could have done it this year, but he didn't. But there were like some rumblings. Like he got asked about it. Uh, everybody says Super Bowl win, false. Nope, false, 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 false. Allen false, Evan false, PJ false, Albert false. I don't know what I'm more scared of. You know, because like, remember how like Brady, like Brady won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And that's when he should have retired. He should have, he should have retired, but he's, he, he's sick and he can't help it. And he was like, well, maybe I can get another one. So he comes back and then he has a day of a down season and he, he calls it quits. Um, there's a bug in here. Um, so is Andy like that? Is that what you guys all think? Like Andy's, Andy's like, that's why I asked the first question. That like he comes back after the win. If he's getting near retiring, 
what like and we don't know that he is but if he is what helps him make the decision is it like wanting to go out on top being like oh i should have retired last year we lost i'm like you know that's that's the thing kcd says it says false three pete baby john says false he wants more he'll probably retire when kelsey does oh that's interesting that's an interesting thought and kelsey said he's gonna play till the wheels fall off so um future trunk says yes true uh then he has completed the game what is there more to win? Two different teams with a Super Bowl and a back-to-back. I mean, that's pretty, that's a cool way to go out. You know, do you, like, but I don't know. I, I Look, the impression I get, and I don't know Andy Reid personally, he's been coaching his whole life, you know, to win a Super Bowl, to like be in this situation. And be like, man, I've got like one of the best of all time. Like that's what you need, right? To to be one of the best of all time. And Andy Reid is one of the best coaches of all time, no doubt. But to like go down in history is like one of the greats. Like Patrick Mahomes got him to, he got him to the place where it was like, this guy probably should be in the Hall of Fame, but he never won a Super Bowl. To once he won that Super Bowl, it was like, okay, yeah, now it's a no-brainer. He's in the Hall of Fame. To like no doubt, like he's a no-brainer first ballot Hall of Famer now. So when you've coached as long as Andy Reid has and you've put as much blood, sweat, and tears into this profession and towards the end of your career, you hit the lottery and you get Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and this great organization and stability. He's just probably having so much fun. That like he pro- like I don't know how he feels physically, but like from a football perspective, he probably feels like he wants to coach for twenty more years. I mean, going to Super Bowls and winning them. He's been to three Super Bowls since he came to Kansas City. Since he got Patrick Mahomes, he's won two of them. I mean, that's got to be exhilarating. Cole says Reed won't retire from coaching until Mahomes retires from playing. Honestly, I don't see Nagy ever be. I don't know if Andy if Andy coaches the whole, throughout all of Pat's career. I. I hope Andy lives to a ripe old age. He's what, 65 now? How old's Andy Reid? He is 65. His birthday, when's his birthday? Uh, he was born in March. So, all right. People are living longer these days. Andy's only 65, so he hit retirement age, but he you could, oh, yeah. Going to 70? Easy. I could see him going to 70 easy. Why not when you got Patrick Mahomes? Um, <laughs> Lauren Shanks says Reed should hold out of camp next year. John says he's 65, same as me. Uh, he's just a smidgen younger than me. Yeah, he's my old man. Is uh, he, he, he turned 65 in, in December and retired. He's enjoying it. Um, you got a long way to go, 65. You have a long way to go. And if you can still work and you're having fun, why not? It's a high stress job, but again, like what else are you going to do? You know, my old man still works. He works one day a week. Usually he's riding his bike and stuff. Why not coach a Super Bowl team? <laughs> coach one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Um, I don't think burnout's coming for Andy. Uh, so I'm going to say false is on both. He's going to coach for five more years. That's my prediction. All right. Um, that was that, that was the chief's content. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, before we go, we're going to do Patty's power rankings. Uh, John says I'm 65 working full time, lifting weights like a mad dog. Why retire? Uh, and what's my price? Yeah. 
I mean, I like I work in digital media, so they'll probably throw me out of here at some point. Um, I'm 40, but uh, I don't like, I don't want, I don't want to retire. I, I don't know what I would do, man. I, like I won't have enough money to just travel around. So, um, all right, let's, I watch football. I can watch a lot of football. All right, let's do Patty's power rings. We're going to bring in producer Richard. As you know, what's up producer Richard? How's it going? Uh, as you know, rank things on the show at the end of the show. Sometimes it's football related. Sometimes it's not. Usually it's about food. I was trying to think of something we hadn't ranked yet. We hadn't talked about, but it's something that I'm a big fan of. And I know a lot of you out there are big fans of as well. And that of course is cheese. So Patty's power rankings this week, we are going to rank our top three favorite cheeses. So why don't I kick us off here with number three for me? And I'm going to go sharp cheddar. Mm. Love cheddar, but I just love all the sharp cheeses. I like all cheeses. You know, some people don't like the stinky cheeses. Some people like the 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 breeze and those types of things. I love it all, but I love like a sharp cheddar, man. Like just, I can just sit there with a knife. Honestly, I've never done it, but like I could foresee a situation where I was depressed enough that I would just grab a, a brick of sharp cheddar, Richard, and just, just eat it. You know I what I mean? Just old yeah. plastic bag and go to town. What do you think about sharp cheddar? I enjoy it. It's one of those things where if you shred enough of it for like whatever dish food you're making, I've got to shred a little bit more yeah. just so I can eat it. You know, you got to you got to account for the loss of your own appetite. So yeah, agree. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, let us know in the chat. I'm seeing Manchango mm. got a smoked Gouda on there. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, extra sharp cheddar. Have you have you guys out there listening ever been to Mars Cheese Castle in Wisconsin? Have you been there, Richard? Oh yeah. man. That place rules. It does. And they got free sand. It's a, they, they've got beer. It's not just cheese, but like, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. What's your number three? My number three. All right. So most of these, I wasn't ready for this list. So most of these are how I relate to cheese on my daily life. Okay. Uh, Monterey Jack is going to be my number three okay. for me. It's an essential for every burrito for me, at least because California burritos, especially the, uh, the mission style from San Francisco, those mm-hmm. use Monterey Jack. We don't use anything else. So for me, that's that's an essential. And then I use it for a lot of other things, too. But got to love yeah. Monterey Jack. It's it's not you know, it's not overpowering. That's usually the point of it. So it's just kind of perfect there as an addition. It's so a popular point. cheese. It like is very it's, popular. A, it's a very popular cheese in the United States. That's why it's my bottom top three there. Yeah. I got PJ says Munster. I'm not a huge Munster guy. I don't think it has that much flavor. Do you like Munster, Richard? Uh, I can't tell you if I even can recall what that what that tastes <laughs> like, but I don't eat it enough to actually have an opinion. So, no, I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> It's kind of like orange on the, it's weird. It's a weird, I'm not a big monster guy. Harvati's good. Pepper Jack, PJ says Pepper Jack. Yeah, yeah Alan's sandwich. like Pepper Jack, Pepper Jack. Love, love spicy anything. I'm with it. Um, okay. Number two for me though, that people like people who are like really into cheese might consider this sacrilege, but I'm going to go with Borson or is it Borson? It's like, Fr- it's for, I didn't take French. I think it's French, right? It's, it's spelled B-O-U-R-S-I-N. I always say Borson. Because I think that that's maybe how it's pronounced. Does anybody know? Is it like, I feel like if I say Borson, it's, I just sound like the idiot, like American, like uncultured, like I want some of that Borson. Evan says, okay, Patrick knows good cheese. That Listen, that shit, I don't know how they make it. Borson, I don't even know Borson's a cheese. It might just, it's the brand, but it's like, it's, it's, it's just, it comes in like a little circle and you unwrap it. And you can like just, it's fucking unbelievable. It's so goddamn good. It's like crack. Every time I go to a party, somebody has that shit. Cause it's like really easy. You just open it up and it's on a little foil thing. And like, you can even, it's soft enough that you can just dip your cracker right in it. If it's a strong, if it's a sturdy enough cracker, mm-hmm. I just stand there and I'll look down. Cause it's not that big. It's like the size of a hockey puck and I'll eat, I'll eat the whole thing. 
It's like a billion cal. It's so good. I don't know what's in it. I don't know. I don't know. But I just I see it and I'm like, God, that stuff's so good. I'm buying it. Um, have you had the Borson? I've I probably have. I'm I, I love cheese in general. So like you know, if there's a plate of what you're talking about, <laughs> I'll just hang out there. I won't even interact with the with the, the function. I'll just yeah. kind of hang out near the cheese station and just indulge until I I feel sick. So uh, I probably had that. I've had a lot of cheeses in my life. I'm not good with the soft ones, that's for sure. Um, but if it's like in that medium range, you know, it's it's not that bad. I just don't like the watery ones. Those things kind of those are weird to me. They're too slimy. Yeah, yeah it is a little strange. Uh, all right, what's your number two? Uh, my number two. All right, I had to throw one a little a little off the wall here, but I, I'm a big fan of like a nice pungent cheese, like a blue. Uh, mm. So I'm gonna put like a Roquefort in there, or even a Gorgonzola. I just love stinky cheeses. There, yeah. There's something really really enjoy you know enjoyable about that. I, I wasn't big on it when I was younger, but I've grown to really enjoy a, a nice stinky cheese. It's essential for like any salad. At least I was the same I way. Make. I was the same way. I didn't like stinky cheeses when I was younger. And then I got onto Gorgonzola. Mm. Gorgonzola is incredible. It's not on my list, but it is incredible. You can do a lot like throwing a little Gorgonzola on a steak. Get out of Ooh, here. Man. I've never done that, but that, oh. you're right. The, the blue cheese dressing or, or like whatever they call that, or at least. Yeah. 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 Gorgonzola on a steak on fries. That's what got me onto it. I, 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 I was, I was ordering lunch when I used to work in New York city and I, I, this place had these gorgonzola fries and they blew my friggin' mind. Um, I saw somebody in there say gorgonzola as well. Um, okay. Number one for me is going to be smoked Gouda. Mm. Dude, smoked Gouda. Gouda. Gouda is just incredible. But like when you get into the smoked cheeses, like the smoked mozzarella, Mag makes me this, uh, I call it chicken a la Mag. She like, she makes this chicken and she like marinates it in uh, like, like balsamic vinegar and some other stuff. And then she slices it when it's done like the chicken breast and she puts in smoked mozzarella in the middle and tomatoes like slices of tomatoes and like down the chicken breast and like does the garlic bread and like puts it over a bed of arugula oh it's like one of my favorite things it's so goddamn good absolutely love it she does smoked mozzarella but gouda will work and gouda is just so creamy it's the best i saw some people in the chat say gouda as well oh yeah kcdc says gorgonzola stuffed filet mignon oh hook me yeah, up that sounds awesome yeah uh all right What's your number one, Richard? All right. Number one, again, this is just relating to my, my daily use of cheese here. Uh, it's essential. This is my favorite because it goes on my favorite food. Mozzarella. It's for pizza. All right. So you can't yeah. have a I've seen people make all cheddar pizzas. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Stop it. It's got to be mozzarella only or mozzarella and other cheeses. That's fine, too. But it's yeah. it's it's a yeah, it's an essential for Richard. So that's why it's my number one. I love pizza. So I love mozzarella. Mozzarella is it's versatile. Good in omelets. Like you're looking to make a healthy omelet, but like mm -hmm. punch it up with some cheese. That's my go-to mozzarella. Um, I dig it. Evan says, Patrick, your, your cheese list is absolutely amazing. Why, thank you, sir. I hope you've been well. Um, yes, I do have a good cheese list. There's so many more. I mean, I mm -hmm. love a brie. Give me some brie and white wine. Let's fucking go. Like I'm all for it. Uh, the other thing I didn't talk about on here, I love any of the salty cheeses. Like give me that cave aged, like whatever. You know, I'm all for it. Like, I want to be chewing salt crystals. Love it. I agree. But I try to diversify my list a little bit in the Borson list. Nobody told me. I count on you guys out there. Nobody told me how to pronounce Borson. I thought for sure somebody would know. We got people overseas and stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't PJ PJ Castleman says, Brie Larson and white wine goals. Yeah, that sounds great. She's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Good actress. Um, she's, uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's Captain Marvel, right? You got it. Yeah. Carol Danvers. She was awesome in uh in Avengers when when she shows up like at the end 
and like catches his sword or whatever. I love that part. Crowd went freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she got then she got smoked. You remember what happened after that? Like it's been a while, but you know, like he like he basically like um <laughs> he basically like home run hits her after that. I don't know. He just like he catches the sword and then he's just like wham. <laughs> so. <laughs> Angry Junkin German is telling us to stop. He doesn't, he doesn't like, want us to talk about the, the Avengers, probably. He doesn't want us to talk about the Avengers. He's a DC guy. Oh, he's a DC guy. Yeah. Who's your favorite Batman, Richard? Ooh, shit. Kilmer. But that's just respect to Kilmer. Kilmer's such a good actor. Yeah. So good. Those movies weren't that great, but I'll just no. I'll just say Kilmer because I I love Kilmer. Yeah, it's not about the movies. I I loved Keaton, man. Like maybe of that's because yeah. that was like my first my first Batman. Like I didn't grow up on Adam West. I'm not that old, but like Keaton's just Keaton was a great Batman. Evan says Bale. Yeah, Bale's such a good actor. I just didn't like, um, I didn't care for his Batman voice. Like, the, where's the Joker? Like, I thought it was a little too much. You got to hide your voice, though. You know, people can't, you don't want, you don't want someone you save who might be, who might know you to go, hey, is that Bruce? Yeah, I mean, at least he's got a mask on, though. Like, yeah. Clark Kent. I mean, try to explain that one to people. Exactly. Um, throws on a pair of glasses. But like, I just think, I thought that, Keaton, like he hit like the playboy angle a little bit more. Definitely. You know, um, I know they had the thing with, with Bale on the boat with the, with the ballet, with the Russian ballet. And that was pretty cool. But who's your, do you have a favorite Alfred? I can't even tell you. Wait, who, um, I don't know the names of the actors, yeah. but it's Michael Caine, man. Like, I don't know yeah. how you could have a better Alfred than Michael Caine. Jerome says Heath Ledger, Joker. I got a big soft spot in my heart for, for Jack, for Jack's Joker. I was just rewatching that movie. You know, if Jack had gotten that role in a like he's in the Tim Burton one, right? And he's perfect mm-hmm. for the Tim Burton. One. Yeah. If Jack was in um what's the director's name? <laughs> Interstellar. Zach, Zach's, oh, uh Christopher Nolan. Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. I don't yeah. know, I just totally brain. If if Jack was in the Christopher Nolan one, do you think his Joker would have been like it would have been different for sure? Yeah. He, he wouldn't have been quite so cartoony. Do you think he could have done a better joke? Like, all right, same same role, so same same script. Jack gets to play that script. Does he do better than Heath Ledger? Heath Ledger was friggin' amazing. Yeah, I feel like there might have been a prime for Nicholson, and I'm like debating if he was in it at that point in his life. I mean, what 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 year did those movies come out? Or at least the the dark ninety. 90 no i mean or at least no the the, the nolan films oh, so the nolan. Gonna, yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking he would have been younger they wouldn't have cast old overweight jack oh, okay we're, we're playing a little yeah. time travel so, so yeah. jack okay, gotcha. in his prime like i'm talking yeah, no, shining totally. jack. okay oh yeah perfect yeah he could have done it yeah we're talking oh, like, he definitely could have done do you think he'd have been better than ledger it would have been different um yeah, i don't even want to say that out of out of respect for ledger it could have been it could have definitely been different and he would have had his own intensity for sure yeah too great. I mean, too great. Like, yeah. I think if you want to see what he would have been like as Joker, just watch The Shining. Like, mm-hmm. like, is that style of Joker? He's fantastic. He's scary. Like, he had a, the wild eye. Like, he, you know, if he did it less cartoony, it would have been a little bit more like The Shining. God, he's. I mean, maybe I'll watch The Shining tonight. Let's so, do a Jack. Do a Jack marathon. Just go watch some oh, Jack. Uh, One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, bro, so good. Easy so Rider, good. Right? Easy Rider. What? Easy Rider. Wasn't he in that? Co-stars oh, in Rider. Chinatown. He's incredible in Chinatown. Chinatown yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. That's a throwback. He's in that. He is in that? Okay, I don't remember. The original, yeah. All right. Well, we did like 20 minutes of TV. Audience has dwindled a little bit. There's still 75 <laughs> of you out there. Hey, man, it's the off season. Go watch the Hall of Fame game. Hall of Fame's going. Football's back, baby. Uh, it's it's going to be terrible football. 
halfway through the first quarter, you'll be sorry that you tuned in. But just like it's like an appetizer. It's not even like it's what, what do they call it? An aperitif when they just give you like a little, a little yeah, a little smidge. just a, like a little thing, like a little like this is a shot of lemon water. Uh, at the fancy restaurants. That's what this is. That's what the Hall of Fame game is. Real preseason starts next week. Nobody good's probably going to play, but you get a look at some youngsters, maybe some people, uh, you know, that'll get picked up on the Chiefs someday that'll get cut. We'll see. But I'm just glad there's going to be a football game on tonight. I don't care. Yeah, I know you're a big Hall of Fame game guy, Richard. Oh, I'm. I'm I've, I've got it on TiVo. It's, it's yeah, right? yeah. I'll be busy. <laughs> All right. Oh, angry Jenkins German's mad about Brie Larson. I like Brie Larson. I've, I've got She's no problems with this. I like the room. The room was good. Or mm-hmm. room. Sorry, room was cool. Yes, room was good. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Um, all right. Um, PJ says Brie Larson was my fault. We've devolved. Stop. Listen, thanks to Evan for gifting those subscriptions. Um, hoping to meet some more of you. I'll be in the Discord tonight for the Hall of Fame game. So uh, hope to see you guys there. And just thanks for your support. It's uh, always, like I said, it's always tough to go solo. Appreciate all of our audio listeners as well. You guys are absolute, absolutely the best. Make sure you leave us a five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts. We need some momentum going into the season, okay? So like, this is it. The Hall of Fame game starts tonight. Next week, it's the schedule. Like it's like the regular season schedule. Like we're gonna have our weekly shows, and then we're gonna be here for the game, pregame, halftime show, postgame. So let's let's fucking go. Chiefs are playing football next weekend. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Thank you so much to producer Richard for everything he does, um, and uh, thank you to all of our members and listeners. And uh, we'll uh, see you next week. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.